The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. Hello and welcome to this week's Community Spotlight on The Light FM. I'm Braxton Critcher. So glad that you are here because if you're like me, you're going to learn a lot from this podcast, this interview Because we're all living in a time right now that we didn't really expect to be living in. And we're about to to experience things we also did not expect to be experiencing with sending our kids back to school in the middle of a global pandemic. And that's why I've asked Dr. Nicole Groves from Advent Health Medical Group Pediatrics in Hendersonville to join me and help explain and talk us through how to deal with our kids to keep them healthy and safe, but also control their emotions as they go through a lot of things that they didn't expect to go through either. And remember, you can always share this podcast with a friend by texting us the word spotlight to 800-293-1069. We'll send you a link. You can share it with them. Good morning, Nicole. How are you doing? Thanks for joining me. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, excited. And uh, also lots of stuff that's happened over the last three months that uh, I don't think anybody could have prepared for. But now we're preparing for a whole new normal, a whole going back to school for many families that has a lot of families and parents concerned for their children's health and even their own health. But I guess to to start, Nicole, uh, how is your knowledge of the virus changed and maybe even progressed over the last three and a half months as, as time has, as time has passed. So my knowledge and the knowledge of those of us in, in healthcare changes daily because the information changes daily. And so my understanding of, of COVID-19 and um, what that does to adults, what that does to children is very, very different than what we were, what I knew in March, February and March is when we really started going, Ooh, what is this? And we need to learn about it. Um, So we, and things, honestly, things that I know now um, doesn't necessarily mean that it won't be different uh, two weeks from now, because again, as we have more people exposed in different age ranges, in different geographical regions, and different ethnicities, um, and that information gets shared, the data gets analyzed, our understanding changes and it grows. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it kind of changes every day for for uh, everybody, especially you guys that are learning so much. Um, yes. Also, where should our level of concern be for our children, kids, going back to school? There is no one right answer to that. Um, The going back to school is a very, very complex, multi-layered question Um, because you have the infectious disease risk for COVID. You have the social, um, emotional learning and support for kids. You have the nutritional support. You have the educational component of it. You have the safety issue. Um, Kids have very, very different home lives and very, very different support systems. And so there is not one right answer. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's awfully hard for young kids to understand what is happening. As all this new information comes, like you were talking about, Nicole, it's, you know, our perception of what to do and what not to do kind of changes by the day as well. So it, it's really it's really difficult for kids to understand how to cope with COVID. 
So how should a parent educate them on how to stay safe and also healthy when they do go back into the school environment? That is a fantastic question. The first thing is kids feed off parent anxiety. And so the more that a a parent can somehow find a sense of peace or calmness around this topic, that's going to help their child. Mm. Um, Somehow getting comfortable with the unknown and flexibility and that what we do for the next three days may be very, very different from what we do two weeks ago needs to be part of how we live right now. And that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But getting kids used to that. The distancing aspect of, uh, of c- precautions for COVID-19 is not going to change. Um, right now, that is our best protection for everyone. And that is very, very hard when we're, kids in particular, they, they want to be in your space. They want to be close to you. They want to be close together. Right. And so that is probably the biggest thing in terms of how parents can work with their kids on how do you still have fun? How do you play? How do you be a kid? But you need to kind of do it six feet away from each other and six feet away from the people that you love if you don't live with them. Yeah. If they if families could figure out how to make that fun and normal and not scary, that would be the biggest gift they can give their kids. Yeah, that's another thing. There's not really a good answer about how to do that either. It's, exactly. It's and it's going to be different depending on depending on every kid and how they learn and where their emotional support and emotional stability is. Yeah. Um, talking with Nicole Groves from Advent Health Medical Group Pediatrics. If a child does come down with COVID, what, what, what often is the first symptom that you find among kids? Is that different from adults? Yes and no. Um, So the answer a month ago would probably be different than the answer today. Um, And and the the answer answer three weeks from now may be different than the answer today. (laughs) So most people are going to say we're going to look for fevers. Um, They don't have to be high fevers. So we know with with COVID that even mild temperature elevations where we wouldn't actually consider a fever, 9900s could be could be the a preliminary symptom. Um, we know that kids can be really mild where it's just sort of a runny nose sniffles kind of thing. They don't have to have that, that huge crushing shortness of breath in their chest. Mm. We're finding more information that actually sore throats can be a part of COVID. And that then goes, okay, kids get sore throats for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. Um, um, kids actually show up with belly pain, um, and that's seen in adults, um, but it's been more defined in kids. Hmm. You can have rashes. Um, so the tricky part of this is that there is not any one specific symptom or illness that is specific to COVID that you won't also see in any of the other routine normal childhood illnesses. So if they do come down with it, talking about just a few minutes ago when, you know, you're trying to control their emotions and, you know, how you cope with COVID. If they do come down with the virus, how do you keep them calm, control their emotions so that you can properly care for your children? That's a great question as well. Um, Current knowledge of how kids physically do with COVID 
is that they handle this and run through it better than adults do. Um, when you look at the number of kids with COVID um, versus the percentage of kids, adults with COVID that end up in the hospital in the intensive care unit, um, kids handle the illness better. They are not as sick. Now, again, that's current knowledge. Right. Uh, and we've been in this for seven months. The virus can change over time. But what we're what we find right now is that um, that in terms of level of sickness and requiring intensive medical support, kids do a lot better than adults. Hmm. Dr. Nicole Groves is joining us from Advent Health. You can find them on Facebook, Advent Health Hendersonville on Facebook. Uh, Dr. Groves. So with the changing info that you get every day, what is your current outlook on the next few months? What, what should parents do to help the school system? Because, gosh, <laughs> that's, that is a whole new thing, too. They're going to go through a lot of changes uh, in the school system. How can they help the school system keep families and other kids safe and control the, the COVID count? I think the first thing that's the most important is that you have to have patience and grace with your the teachers and the school systems and recognize that there is not one right answer and that our schools, just like healthcare had to do, are pivoting on a dime without any additional resources initially without advanced knowledge and really what we need for advanced planning and trying to figure out how to get an equitable and accessible education for our kids. And that's gonna look different in each community because the needs are different in each community. The rates of COVID are gonna be different throughout the year in each community. This is not a single answer or a single solution mm -hmm. and the answer or the solutions that are the best options right now may be very, very different three months from now or six months from now. Yeah. I think it's just learn how to be flexible. It is learn how to be flexible and and get get comfortable with not having control. Yeah. <laughs> that that could be scary because we've always wanted control. I think I'm a control freak, I guess, but I think everybody is a little bit of a control freak. You want to, you know, know what's coming up. And right now you just, you just don't. Don't. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things to adjust to is we don't have control over this. Yes. But um, I think what's, what's awesome about that is we were doing staff devotions this morning and the guy that was encouraging us said, God, so many times puts you in a position of weakness to show you that you need him. And maybe that's where we are. So I'm curious, you know, the mission of Advent Health is to extend the healing ministry of Christ. H how does that apply today? How has that changed during COVID? And what's your thoughts on um, being in a position of not knowing what's coming up or not having control and needing to rely more on God? I think that is, like you just said, um, there are prompts throughout history and throughout culture uh, and events 
that do exactly this reinforce that as much as we want to have control over our environment and our life, sometimes there is a greater purpose in not having control and having periodic things happen that challenge you to go, wow, okay, <laughs> so if I don't have control, I still need to exist, I need to parent, and I need to have some peace. So how do I do that? What are my resources? And um, in terms of family, a community support, and faith. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Every time I, I feel like I've got to a point where I understand God, he's like, <laughs> no, no, you, not really. This is, you know, he, he shows me even more of how powerful he truly is. And I think that's, uh, that's, a, that's a perspective, a, an outlook that we can take uh, from, from COVID. Um, yep. I want to bring in someone real quick, uh, Victoria Dunkel, Communications Director for Advent Health. There's a blood drive coming up on August the 26th. It's from 10 to 3, just outside the hospital. Uh, Victoria, w- what more can you tell us about what's coming up? Well, Braxton, thanks so much for giving me this opportunity. It has been such a pleasure to sit in here and listen to Dr. Groves uh, as a mom myself. Um, I took great heart in knowing that she has been just so knowledgeable and she's encouraging us and I took notes. So um, I want to thank her for that. But also one of the things we're seeing through the COVID-19 pandemic is the need for blood and donors to come forward. And I have to give a shout out to our partners in this, the Blood Connection. They are gonna be hosting one of their regular blood drives here at our facility. It's August 26th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Every person who comes to donate blood is going to receive a $10 Visa gift card and you will also have a free COVID-19 antibody test. And that's really important right now because one of the key treatments that has come about through all of this is the convalescent plasma treatment. And if someone has a test positive for having the COVID-19 antibodies, they become a possible candidate to donate plasma that can be used to help treat some of the sickest patients in this pandemic. All of the information you need for this is going to be shared on our Facebook page. That's Advent Health Hendersonville. And you can also learn more about this and other programs and also how you can connect with Dr. Groves by visiting adventhealthnc.com. Thank you so much, Victoria. I appreciate that info, all that coming up. August the 26th. Also to you, Nicole, appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing us your heart. And I'm also thanking and praying for you and Victoria as you both are moms, as you both go through these difficult decisions at work and also at home. So thanks for your time, guys. Appreciate you. You are welcome. I'm happy to help. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight, covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.